Well, what do we have here? This is shocking. We have a fifth episode in a week. We're back to full strength, baby. Uh, We'll see if we can sustain it. Now that uh, we are winding down the kickoff of uh, the season. Yeah, unofficial kickoff of the season, Big Ten Media Days. Locked on Wolverines podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire, coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana, a stone's throw from Lucas Oil, where Big Ten Media Days Part 2 is about to take place. We are going to recap Day 1, particularly the Michigan football contingent. Before we do... Got to tell you about the live NBA draft show, NBA draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Carolus will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's the Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. So get local ana- expert analysis on each pick. Uh, you know, Franz Wagner is going to be a part of that. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right. So that's that. Uh, big day yesterday. First time that we've gotten FaceTime with coaches and players since January 1st, 2020. I've been a year and a half since had a face-to-face with Jim Harbaugh. And obviously seeing all the other coaches, I love the spectacle of Big Ten Media Days. And it's even more so now that it's in Lucas Oil Field. Uh, so I think that that makes it all the more fun. We're on the field and we are we're doing our thing. But I think there's a lot to take away. I, I think I there's so much. I think I have to look at my notes because I had just so many different things that stood out to me. But the first and most obvious thing was dual fold and it was Jim Harbaugh related. It was Jim Harbaugh's demeanor. Like normally... I feel like he is in a much different place. And like, I'm not the only one who felt this way. I I talked to a couple very high profile media members, some who cover Michigan on the daily, some who cover Michigan every now and again, whenever it's like a national story. And we all had the same reaction. It seemed like a completely different Jim Harbaugh. Like he was, he, he was jovial. He was forthcoming. Like, I know he, he, I mean, he still did his forthcoming type thing where he, you know, like I asked him about the wide receivers near the end, and it's just like he lists every guy. I mean, he's been doing that for a little while. But I mean, he was jovial and forthcoming in a very different light. He was approachable. I went to talk to somebody that was near Jim Harbaugh, and then we ended up having a conversation, and he like laughed at my jokes. That's a first, people. <laughs> Then again, me making a joke in front of Jim Harbaugh is also my first. So maybe he would have done it before when he came off a course a little bit more as a curmudgeon. But it's he definitely was much more approachable, a lot more jovial, a lot more forthcoming. And that kind of led to the other thing that was really obviously the big news. And I think it's really weird that it's getting any kind of pushback. Because if you're a Michigan fan, this is exactly what you want to hear. And of course, rival fans are going to say something because they'd say something no matter what he says, right? He could say that the earth is round and the sky 
is blue, and we are in a solar system that where the Earth goes around the sun, and Ohio State fans, Michigan State fans, Paul Feinbaum, acolytes would all find a reason to say, here's why Jim Harbaugh is full of crap with that. You know what I mean? But yesterday, he said something that was something that I think that you've been waiting to hear for. And it's, again, I saw rival fans just looking at some Twitter threads late last night trying to like say, like he says this every year. He's never said this. He has never prioritized Ohio State this way, where he made a point to say, we are going to beat Ohio State or die trying. And of course, you saw the Ohio State fans and Michigan fans alike being like, well, we're going to die then. Listen, this is the attitude that is needed. For all the people that sit there and hand ring and say, when is it going to happen? It's never going to happen if you put your tail between your legs and say it's a lost cause. Jim Harbaugh is at least taking a look at Ohio State and saying they are the top dog and we have to beat Ohio State. And I think that there was some really cool things that came out of it from like Aiden Hutchinson that said like, hey, they are at the top. We are not like because he was asked about Michigan State then he said, Ohio State is the team that's at the top. If we can prepare ourselves to beat Ohio State, then we can beat anybody. We need to get good enough to where we can beat Ohio State. If we can get to that point, then we can beat anybody. And I think that is accurate. I think that that is 100% accurate because for all the faltering against Michigan State, for instance, it's not like Michigan was out there beating Ohio State. And in the years that they've beaten Michigan State, Michigan at least thought it had a team that could contend. 2016, 2018, and uh, 2019. But those other years, not so much, right? So it seems like it's a little bit more of a pedal to the metal type frequency that's coming out of Harbaugh and the players. And the players talked about the culture. And of course, they aren't going to say, and I, you know, I tried to ask. They aren't going to say, hey, our culture last year just sucked all the way through. I mean, they'll say it because they'll, they'll say, like, we lost, we were losing. So, of course, it was bad. But, like, you ask more specifics and they're going to keep that in-house, of course. But, I mean, they acknowledge, listen, we did not have a winning culture last year. And that goes outside of winning games. But now, guys don't have their heads down. Guys aren't saying anything negative. It's all about building each other up and having each other's backs. So like I asked Josh Ross things about like, you know, how, how does that sack up against past teams? And he doesn't really answer it necessarily. He's like, well, I've been part of some really good teams and whatever. But uh, I think it was Aiden Hutchinson said like, yeah, this is different. I haven't been around this type of group mentality where we're all building each other, pushing each other, trying to get each other in that next mode. And it's all to beat Ohio State. And that's what Hassan Haskins also said in the sense of like, you know, try you try to play that little game like Aiden won't say what the things are that they're doing, but he's saying they're emphasizing the rivalry in ways they haven't before. He notes it's not that they weren't emphasizing the rivalry before, but it's it's it is the forefront. It is the primary focus right now. He said there's a visual mental aspect that is taking place that is more and more emphasizing it. And Hassan Haskins, I asked him, you know, he tried to play that little game. Hey, you know, Aiden said this about it. What, what does that look like? And he doesn't, he just said, I've never seen people working this hard. Keep in mind, he's been around since 2018. 
But he's like, no, I haven't seen people working this hard. And it's all for Ohio State. He's like, just just watch the difference. Uh, there's some other really important things that are coming from this that tie into that. There's other components. We have a new hype leader in the offseason. Let's get to all of that here in a minute. Uh, but first, we got to talk about Built Bar. Y'all know how much I love Built Bar. If you don't know about it, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, I have bought dozens of boxes of this wonderful, wonderful product. Uh, I eat two at a time. I can't just have one. They're that delicious. The peanut butter brownie is incredible. If you can get your hands on some of the limited edition flavors, because they, they release them every now and again. Uh, like I love the uh, the coconut brownie chunk. I think that one is also incredible. But if you don't know about Built Bar, it is a high protein bar with low calories and low carbs. It's everything you want. You can have two of them and still have less calories and more protein than your leading uh, meal replacement bar. So it's got all that good stuff, real chocolate, all the things that you want. So go to BuiltBar.com, put in promo code LOCKED15 like I do, get 15% off that next order. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15, 15% off of your next order at Built Bar. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Getting reports multiple from the state of Michigan that it's raining. Big surprise. It is sunny here to my knowledge. I don't know. I I have to see here. I, I have the curtain shade drawn, but when I went down and got breakfast... Uh, here in the hotel, it was sunny, part partly sunny. It's been hazy sun. It's always sunny in Indianapolis. I need my friend Artemis to get <laughs> to, to to get in on this. Maybe it could be her spinoff. I'll pitch it to her. Anyway, so the there's some other tie-ins to the Ohio State thing, the work. Uh, all of the things that kind of have gone into it. I just think that there's a level of accountability, but I think the biggest thing is the lack of defensive predictability. And that's something that we've heard some of these guys talk about, as well as putting guys in a position where they can utilize their skills a little bit more. Because Don Brown wasn't necessarily the type of guy like, yeah, Jabril Peppers fit in perfectly as a Viper. And Kalik Hudson also did as well. But I think it's more of like a, hey, you got these skills? Nah, that'll work there. Rather than, hey, you've got these skills? We need to find out a way to make that shine. Josh Ross talks about how running downhill, how he's just running downhill, which is welcome if you remember how last year ended. Why did Josh Ross not do that great last year? A lot of it was because he was being dropped into zone coverages and put into situations that did not seem to really meet his skill set. 
I don't even know if, like, even with all of his speed and all of those things, I don't even know if Devin Bush would have, like, thrived in that type of scenario. Like, he might have still been good, you know, but, like, I don't think he would have necessarily thrived the way he did. I think Don Brown went and got his players for a while, and then some players he went out and got, and I just don't think they necessarily were perfect for what he was trying to do, and he changed things up. Now it kind of feels like you've got guys that can do a lot of the things that you want. Josh Ross, so much praise from, obviously, Jim Harbaugh. I know that's that's happened, but asked about uh, what player... What players in the Big Ten do you think are underrated? This was asked of Aiden Hutchinson. He went to Josh Ross, and then he told a parable about how he he's watched Josh Ross go one-on-one with offensive linemen that got 100 pounds on him, and he's watched them, him declete them. And, yeah, the, he, he made a note. Like, this is not – these aren't just – you know, our offensive line is really good. This isn't like you going up against a freshman that doesn't know technique and he's just knocking him over, you know? Great one-on-one battles. The whole thing with Aiden Hutchinson is make, you know, putting disguising things, right? Putting people in places where maybe people don't expect. Again, what was the issue with the defense the last couple of years? Predictability. Michigan is doing everything in its power to be unpredictable. So I I think that that is a very, very welcome change. That is the type of thing that absolutely needs to happen. Then you've got some other things that I think, let's go through some of the notes here. I wrote up a takeaways piece and uh, didn't go very, didn't get very red. Nothing really got very red for me yesterday. It was really frustrating. <laughs> so go to wolverineswire.com. There's lots of stuff there. I think we put up five things from Big Ten Media Days yesterday. There will be plenty more coming in the coming days. Um, So I, I think that there's a lot of names that you need to know. And the first and foremost is Mozzie Smith. I asked Josh Ross and Aiden Hutchinson, who's the guy? that we're not talking about now that we're going to be talking about by season's end. Both of them say Mozzie Smith. So I asked Jim Harbaugh about Mozzie Smith as well. And, you know, obviously he had a lot of the same type of things to say. Um, I was going to go look for the quote before I realized I don't have a quote written. Uh, That's coming later today. Quotes from all those guys. But you can watch the videos with all of them on that takeaways piece. But Mozzie Smith is the likely breakout player. They're saying he's bigger and somehow has maintained his athleticism. He's fast. And it's it, they're just like over the moon for this guy. There are some other guys who got mentioned that a lot of people that they were really excited about. Uh, Mike Morris was among them. Uh, I think like that that's really tantalizing. David Ajabo was another one that got mentioned. So, Mozzie Smith is your new offensive hype leader. I know. He's going to be the one that, you know, people are going to get mad because that's how this goes. But people are going to get mad because they're going to be like, why is this guy being hyped and whatever like that. But you know what? Like, I understand. Some some years it doesn't quite work out that way. You know, Josh Ross hype going into 2019. Not his fault. He got injured. But 
Think about 2016. I, you know, I asked Jim Harbaugh about Chris Evans or about who was the guy who's going to surprise Chris Evans. What did he do right out the gates? So I think that that's really, I think that, you know, you have to pay attention to some of those things because guess what? Someone's going to break out that you haven't seen before. It's going to happen every year. There's going to be someone. We also got some, some pretty good ideas of some of the rotations. Harbaugh kind of confirmed Hassan Haskins starter. Blake Horms right there with him. Donovan Edwards will play from day one is going to be a factor. Still got three starting offensive linemen, Ryan Hayes, Zach Zinter, Andrew Stuber. Hayes at left tackle, uh, but uh, Zinter could be either a center or a right guard, and uh, Stuber could either be a right guard uh, or a tackle. So they're trying to figure out the other guys. He said Chuck Filiaga had basically the best spring summer of anybody, but yet Trevor Keegan is the one who's kind of some, looked like he would be the starting left guard. So that's interesting. Got the quarterback battle. Status quo. Cade McNamara is number one. Said JJ would probably be number one going into fall camp, but Cade's just asserted himself. You got Alan Bowman, who's apparently shown some nice things in summer conditioning, but obviously hasn't put on the pads, hasn't put on the helmet, all that stuff. So there's going to be a battle. That's going to be interesting. Now, I talked to Joe Klatt. Keep an eye out on the site, wolverineswire.com, or sorry, wolverineswire.usatoday.com. Because either today or tomorrow, I, I did it. I did a one-on-one interview with Joel Klatt, friend of the podcast, friend of the site. Uh, we do this every year. Sometimes I get him more than once a year. And uh, we talked about the quarterback battle. And... I mean, he feels like kind of the same way that I felt about a lot of these things. He says Michigan doesn't need a game changer in order to win relatively big. I mean, in order to win it all, go to the college football playoff, beat Ohio State. Yeah, it's going to need a game-changing quarterback. But he's like, to get to 10 wins, don't need a game-changing quarterback. Just need someone who isn't making a lot of mistakes. But then talking to him about what, what you see from some of these these quarterbacks, and he's like, well, Cade McNamara's got a lot going for him, and Alan Bowman's got a lot going for him. He's got the experience, but I really want to see the five-star. But he's also kind of in that boat of you don't necessarily have to throw him in right away. And he pointed, he actually used the argument I used against it to use it for it, saying like, hey, Trevor Lawrence came in in week four. Tua Tagovailoa came in in the national championship game. Justin Fields made spot appearances. So that's the argument I used against. That's what Joel Klatt used for it. There will be the whole transcript coming up either today or tomorrow from Joel. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's those are really intriguing things. And then it, it sounds like wide receiver, I mean, likes what? Dalen Baldwin brings to the table, but, and I predicted him, you know, my bold predictions to be the leading receiver, but listening to Harbaugh talk about Cornelius Johnson yesterday, I kind of feel like it's going to be Cornelius. It sounds like he's taking a giant step forward and that's what you want. 
All right, we will continue with the news and notes coming out of Big Ten Media Days here in just a moment. All right, we are headed into day two of Big Ten Media Days. We've got a couple more things to discuss here. Uh, yeah, Cornelius Johnson really seems like he's made strides. Randy Bell's still really good. And he really said a lot of really good things about Mike Sainer still. He said those are the three starters at corner. But what about their counterparts on defense? Jamon Green is the only cemented starter right now at corner. The, the battle for the other spot is going between DJ Turner and Vincent Gray. And DJ Turner keeps on being the first name out the gates. So that makes you think that maybe he's got a little bit of an edge on Gray. Would that make some of you feel better? He's a four-star compared to Vincent Gray from Rochester Adams, three-star. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with Steve Klinkscale. And, and we talked, Harbaugh talked about his Klinkscale's acumen. That will be up probably sometime next week. But yeah, I think that there's, I think that that's really great that there's at least a competition there and that Jermon Green has, the lights have turned on and they've stayed on. So George Johnson might move to safety. Harbaugh doesn't like necessarily the idea of moving him around again from wide receiver to corner to safety, but he thinks he might be better at safety. So might see something there. Daxton Hill's ceiling keeps on getting higher. Harbaugh spent a lot of time talking about the the, the plyo stairs and how his athleticism is somehow increasing. It's getting more and more insane. And there are lots of other interesting little tidbits. You know, Mike Hart, and like Harbaugh said, he wanted to get more Michigan men. Guys who have played in that building, which is why he brought in Ron Bellamy and Mike Hart. Said he felt like he needed more people that understood what Michigan's trying to do, what Michigan has done and is trying to do. And for the Mike Hart part, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Hassan Haskin talked about how his hatred for Ohio State really shines through. You know, that that helps them compared to having coaches who don't have that hate in their heart because they're a transplant, right? They didn't suit up. They didn't go in and, and play Ohio State. So it's a little bit different when you've got guys on the staff that are like, you don't understand how much this team makes my blood boil. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a really great, this is one of the more fun Michigan periods at Big Ten Media Days. I feel like a lot came out of it. I think the Ohio State story is obviously big. I think that obviously there's just a lot to like about you know hearing about Mozzie Smith and hearing about the defense, hearing about Corbaugh's pursuit of Mike McDonald and confirming what some people out there have been saying, that uh, the thought was that when Wink Martindale retired from the Ravens, Mike McDonald was going to be the defensive coordinator there. And that John said, I love Michigan. I love my brother. I'm going to give you the thing that I was trying to keep for myself because I want to see this thing up in Ann Arbor work. Makes sense. Yeah, he's running the Ravens and everything, but guy grew up in Ann Arbor, went to Pioneer High School, watched his dad coach, just as Jim did. 
has just as much love for Michigan, even though he didn't end up at Michigan, as Jim did. It's in his blood. So I think it's all really interesting stuff coming out of Big Ten Media Days. I'm hyped. I'm not going to lie. I'm hyped. Not saying that that equals Michigan winning 10 games this year. But I think they're moving in a step in the right direction. And I think that's one of the things that, like, Joel Klatt was talking about yesterday. Saying, listen, you know, like, these things can coalesce quickly. The defense can coalesce quickly. They can happen really fast. But I know how you feel. I feel the same. We have to see it. But I feel more inclined to feel like this is at least on the right path. And Jim Harbaugh said he kind of learned that the offseason is a lot more important than they were necessarily treating it as. Maybe that's alarming. I'm not sure. But he said this year he feels like they did everything right. So they've won half the battle. Said there's 50% of the success comes from January through August. And then in this year, fall camp, which starts on August 6th, from August 6th through the season. He says, feel like we, we we got 100% out of that first half. We'll see. I know. We all have to see it to believe it. But I feel a lot better, at least about the direction of things, right now. We'll see if it pays dividends. All right, that'll do it for us. Today, we will be back next week, preferably with five. We'll see where we go. All right, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.